0: And we're going to discuss how he transitioned his traditional ministry into a house church movement. Now, we've done the D word. Uh, Lose Yourself is a call to discipleship. The heartbeat of this program is, you know, those who seek their life will lose it and those who lose their life, for Christ's sake, will find it. What does it mean to be a disciple in your church? What are
1: those parts? Yeah, well, what we're shooting for is, is literally someone who's following in the footsteps of Jesus, you just you just referenced the passage of, of losing your life, taking up your cross. I mean, that's that's what we're telling people is like this is not Jesus isn't something we tack on to the rest of our beliefs and like this it is we're going to go this way, and right. he's going to tell us things and he I mean that are countercultural that are going to make us uncomfortable that we're going to wrestle with that our hearts are going to fight against. And that's fine, as long as we just realize we're going to walk through that together. And we're going to keep we're going to keep going after Jesus, um, and so we just want people to sincerely and wholeheartedly go after Christ, and we yeah. want to help them do that. Now, that's not all going to happen at the same rate, and the same pace, and there's going to be stuff comes up you don't you didn't even anticipate. You have to talk through, but um, it's so much. Oh man, this has been so much more rewarding than just sitting then looking out over the auditorium while I'm preaching, a bunch of people right. sitting there and have no idea what's going on with them. You know, right. like it was so, like, in fact, here's to, to that point, when we moved from the buildings into the house churches, there have been people sitting under my preaching for years, mm-hmm. like five, six, seven years. And then they get into these house church settings where they are being asked questions and they're allowed to share and participate and all this kind of stuff. And all of a sudden, deep sin starts being confessed that was there the whole time just right. sitting in the seat. And I had no idea. And then, and then even some like unbiblical perspectives and worldviews come up and you're like, Oh, right. well, it's just been sitting there and it's never, there's been no accountability or confrontation with truth or someone being able to ask the questions and pro- like. And so it's been rich just to be able to walk with people where they are and say, okay, I get, I get all the mess. Jesus is going like let's go with Jesus this way and whatever that looks like you know we're gonna do it together. So
0: I appreciate the courage of your dominant of your congregation because it's easy to hide in church. Yeah, I think that usually when you go to a, a generic evangelical in America and you say what's a disciple or are you a disciple, they say of course I go to church. <laughs> and there's, this, I mean, I, I think that there's a a, a Comfort there. Yeah. There's a veneer. You can dress up. You can kind of. And again, I'm not. I was formed that way. No, that, I was too. Those, those yeah. that that experience was part of my spiritual formation and an important part of my spiritual formation. So don't hear yeah. I'm not saying. I'm just simply saying that when you're in the hard, when you're in the hard reach places, the pioneering areas, the areas that are don't have those accoutrements or, or uh, resources.
1: Yeah,
0: you, you have to, you find yourself kind of vulnerable.
1: Mm.
0: And, and so my question uh, following up on what you're describing is when you are having that more conversational experience in the home,
1: yeah,
0: is it easier to get other, you know, other people to help make disciples because they're part of the discussion, you know, because yeah. a disciple is supposed to make a disciple, supposed right. to make a disciple. So I mean that you're not supposed to do all of it. That's As, right. And again, we're all guilty of this. You know, we're supposed to make a disciple in a at a pulpit, talking to a mass of people, <laughs> and that's supposed to, you know, that we're discipling them. Yeah. No, you know, I think that, that's one of the hardest things in the in the way that church has been in the last hundred or so years is that getting people to step up. They feel like I have to be like uniquely qualified by some kind of sign and wonder that I have to be this. A uh, special church leader and and it's just as simple again as you know you get with somebody and you walk with them and maybe you're a little bit further down the road but not certainly not perfect by any stretch right to help that process do you find that that conversational relaxed tone helps you fan out and get others taking part in the discipleship process
1: i mean absolutely and and to the point when we were in the buildings like i mean you know it was I think we do a disservice when we make disciple-making almost like this hierarchy of like, well, I'm not that spiritual. You know, it's like, oh, I'm not called to. And so there's a misunderstanding, I think, of of who we as disciple, as a follower of Jesus, what I'm supposed to, do. one of the passages we teach people right off the bat when they profess faith is 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Um, 17 through 21, which people love because it's like, in Christ, we're made new. He's taken our sin, like new creature, new creature, new creature. But if you keep reading, (laughs) what what does that mean? It means now we're ambassadors for Christ. And an ambassador represents the one who sends them in full authority. And so all of us go out in the same authority of Jesus Christ, and we represent him completely and fully. Like the person sitting in a traditional church on Sunday who is a believer has no less authority than the guy standing up front preaching. They both are full ambassadors of Christ. That's just who we are as an identity. And so I think helping people see that, like, this is not something special for a group of us. This is actually something God makes us in Jesus to represent him and make disciples. And then we are big into that, pushing out, you know, the priesthood of the believers. Like, I don't, I'm not the only one that can tell you what the Bible is like. The Bible says, don't take my word for it. What does it look? Open it up, read it. Um, and so we we walk through that. Okay, like, hey, all of us have something to contribute. All of us have a role to play in this. And then, so I'm modeling things and then turning right around and asking someone else to do it like the next week or someone to do, will you volunteer? I led communion this week. Why don't you leave it next week? Hey, you know, I, I led the word time this week. Why don't you take the next couple of verses and just handing things off? And what we're seeing is, is when people realize, oh, I can do this. You know, I don't have to have any kind of special title. I don't have to have any kind of special degree. Um, I can just live out my faith this way. And we're seeing people, like that video I told you the guy sent me, people engaging their coworkers and their neighbors in such a way that they're casting that same vision of, hey, now you go represent Jesus. And so, man, I, we've got several streams across our network here in Utah where I've led someone to faith, they profess faith in Jesus and they turn around and lead someone to faith who turns right. around and lead someone to faith who for a fourth or a fifth disciple has now let's come to faith. And that fourth or fifth disciple has no idea who I am. Right. You know, they, so it's at that point, it's not dependent on Logan anymore. It's the right. people are just, I'm just, I'm supposed to go out and tell people to follow Jesus. Absolutely. And, exactly. and,
0: and that is true of any church, whether it's a house church, mega church, everything right. in between it's, it's, whenever i've seen you know church growth so to speak it's usually been like in terms of the authentic church growth it has been that process yeah. someone in the congregation catches fire they ca- they all catch fire they in and, and again and you're just, you're harnessing that in your paradigm and it's powerful because well, see, that, and, and that it allows it's that.
1: it's a bit it's bit their biblical principles like i would never tell someone sell your building that's what you need to do right. to be now, some people they probably need to, but I would, that's well, not
0: I, what I'm. What I'm a- glad about our clarification here is, there are people who are just looking for the next hook.
1: That's, and that's you're not, not
0: here I'm, yeah. to, to push house church movement yeah. as the next big hook. Yeah. I wanted to have some variety in the program yeah. where I get to, people to see that there's a variety of different ways yeah. that, that things happen, and I felt that you're I felt good about you and your model, and so again because you never know where fi- people are going to find themselves well, and what circumstances and so it's helpful for them to digest this but we are by no means saying you know uh, jump off no, the i mean you don't want well, that, that course,
1: on my it's, conscience. It's, it's biblical <laughs> principles and if i had learned and and learned this when we were in the you know five seven eight years ago we right. may still have had buildings and right. you know I, we i have no clue Uh, I mean, they still would have had the same expenses and there still would have been that tendency to be inward focused, but the principles, the commands of Christ here and these things I think would have driven and kind of kept us at least moving forward in the community in that way that we just weren't doing before. So it, it did take something radical on our part, but I think, I mean, we trained traditional churches all across Utah. I mean, we just did the training up in Huntsville, which is near Logan. We did a training in West Valley just recently outside of Salt Lake City. I mean, we just did a training here in Provo. So we're like, these are all traditional churches and they can take the same principles. Right. And they're going to make, like you can make disciples. It's not a, you know, facility doesn't matter.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I think that that's, that's kind of, that's part of what this program is, is that, you know, I don't ever want there to be a situation where churches are like, gosh, making a disciple. How do you do that? I think that, you know, we think it's intrinsic, but it is something that sometimes has to be reminded and retrained. Otherwise, we get turned off, uh, we get off in different tangents and different endeavors that are noble, they're good things, but not the thing.
1: Well, and I think sometimes we talk about disciple making and evangelism so abstractly without yes. any practical instruction of what that means. And I know, I, I remember growing up, I heard powerful, you know, messages about make a great commission, world mission. Yes. And then you're like, okay, make disciples. And then you're like, well, I don't, like, well, how do I do that? You know, there, there was never <laughs> like you sold me. I know I should do it. Like I'm convinced, man. But there was never any how to. And I think that's a big piece, which is kind of, you, you know, kind of what we press into with just, training our people and trying to partner with other churches and training events is okay. So even sometimes you can be like, I know I should be doing it. I get that. I just don't know what to do. Like what give me a starting point. Like what's <laughs> I mean, you,
0: you're speaking my language because you know when you talk about like the two verses, there's Acts one eight and there's there's the Great Commission in Matthew 28. But the Acts 8 always drives me crazy because they'll they'll lop off the first part because it says the Holy Spirit will come upon you. And you'll be my witness in Jerusalem, Judea, yeah. Samaria, the ends of the earth. And the, and what happens is so many times you hear that preach and it's just, they cut right to, you're going to be my witnesses yeah. in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, the ends of the earth and go. And so obviously the empowerment of the Holy Spirit is, is yeah. crucial yeah. Uh, in, in that process. And then in the Great Commission, it will says, all authority has been given to me and, and then go make disciples, make disciples yeah. of all nations, baptize in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And lo, I'm with you always to the end of the age. And they always kind of lop that off too, because we get very do, do, go, yeah. work, go get it. And first of all, we miss the empowerment, yeah. and then we miss the point, yeah. because we just like are fired. It's like the football halftime speech. I'm fired up to go do something. I'm just not quite sure what to do. So, yeah. so talk to me how you motivate your people to actually. Get that done.
1: Well, I mean, and you kind of just said it there, cause it t- could tie it back to that uh, Second Corinthians passages is um, with our being our identity. And you, you just mentioned being the power of the Holy Spirit filling us, as we see there in Acts and both in, in Matthew. I mean, there is this you're very much you never go out, what, what Jesus says there, I'm with you always. Like you never open your mouth to tell someone about Jesus, and he's not right there through the power of his spirit in that conversation. Like that's an incredible. Anytime I'm engaging someone about the kingdom of God, like it's a supernatural, eternal type of event unfolding that I'm a part of, and it's very. I mean, I'm just there, you know. It's this is what God's doing. So that that in itself is incredible. So we do draw people to that. Like this is not a like we're trying to hit a sales quota or something, you know. I mean, this is not like a numbers game. (laughs) We're being my. I always tell people we want We don't want to just stir up activity and our own strength and ability. We want to get a sense of what, where is God moving and we just want to go over there, you know? Where is he moving? We just want to go stand where he's working. Um, and so if that's, right. you know, if we're pressing into one neighborhood and nothing's happening, well, we don't have to force spiritual conversations and all this kind of stuff at the door. Just go to another neighborhood. See if he's working over there, you know, you just go to the next city, you go to the next town. Right.
0: We're out of time, but we'll continue this conversation on our next episode.
1: This has been Lose Yourself. Lose Yourself is a teaching ministry of Bible teacher Dr. Mike Cunningham. For more information about Mike and his ministry, check out his blog at loseyourself.life. Until next time, make it your ambition to lose yourself to Christ. Lose Yourself is a production of Key Radio.